0: You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, episode 53. And today we're talking about the seven copywriting mistakes that are putting your readers to sleep. So stay tuned. Join me as we explore the strategies that you can implement to create and grow a business based on your expertise. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab.
1: Hi and welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Day for your Thursday episode. Uh, I'm your co-host Tim Hyde and as always I'm joined by the amazing Samantha Riley. Hi, Sam. Oh
0: amazing, that's a nice start to a Thursday, thanks. <laughs> Great to be here for another Thursday.
1: Absolutely it is, I've had an amazing week. And I'm just feeling in an amazing mood. So <laughs>
0: we've been having lots of laughs this morning, haven't we? It's yeah, good. It's good.
1: So we've got a we've got an exciting episode um, planned for today. But before we do, um, we had a question come in from Harul.
0: Harul from Numbers Lab.
1: Lab. That's right. Now Harul was asking, what tool do we use to plan our episodes around? This is
0: super high tech, man. <laughs> Really complicated. <laughs> Super complicated. I, I I use Google Sheets. I use Google Sheets. I have one sheet. Everything is color coded in the sheet with our episode dates, our episode titles, what we're talking about what our call to action is, and then we've got it color-coded depending on which team member it's gone to. It's got a, a yellow if it needs to go off to be edited. It's got a green if it's come back. Who's, have we sent off the social media images? And we all just understand what the yellows, the greens, the oranges, the reds and the purples mean. Yeah, not high-tech, but it doesn't need to be. Everyone knows what's happening.
1: It doesn't at all. And the great thing about Google Sheets is that it's really easy to collaborate with co-hosts. Yes. And all your team members to say, you know, this is what's going on. And and we've created for the Thought Leaders Business Lab, we've created, uh, we've got a tab for episodes and links. We've got a tab where we put questions that come in during the week, like this one. Yes. Uh, we've got a tab for episode ideas that don't really have a home yet. And we've got another another tab where we've got a show run sheet. Where we, you know, we go through and know what the, the order of the, the particular show is as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, And, again, helps with sort of planning and, and looking forward to what's what's coming up next and then we're going to do it.
0: Yeah, and like you said, all of our team members uh, also have access. So once we've done our bit and recorded our episode, it gets handed on to our team members. They can all just log in or they don't even need to log in. They just go in, grab what they need, whether it's the images or the, or the show notes or the recordings, and they just go and magically do their stuff so that this episode ends up in your earbuds and... All over the social webs. Absolutely. Awesome. But today, Tim, we're talking about seven copywriting mistakes that will put your readers to sleep. I uh... love this topic. I think this is great because we don't want sleepy readers. (laughs)
1: We and I think this is a good rule. I mean, we talked last week about your content strategy. And I think this is, this is probably one, I think for a lot of people, your content strategy will involve a lot of copywriting, um, which is such an important part of our business. And and even though we all went to school and we all learned to read and write, the art of writing copy is a pretty important skill, I think.
0: And it's not like the way we learnt to write at school
1: at all. No, 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 it's not. And that's what I think people don't really understand, I guess, necessarily when we first start our business. We think, yep, I can write the copy on my website, I can write the copy on my social media posts, and away we go. Um, And even there's a difference between writing copy to be read and writing copy to be read out.
0: Yes, exactly. completely
1: different recently Mm -hmm. i I wrote out uh some scripts for a a nine part video training series on planning out your automation strategy (laughs) oh what did
0: you do tim
1: (laughs) it was was awesome and then i started reading it out i'm going this makes absolutely no sense whatsoever and i just had to keep stopping the video and and reshooting it because you know how i wrote it to read isn't necessarily how I was speaking it to listen to yes Uh, and that was a kind of really important you know differentiation but we're specifically going to talk today more about copywriting from a a written perspective
0: absolutely all right
1: now the first of those because I'm going to put seven out to you today the first of those copy mistakes I think, is writing too much copy.
0: In what context are you talking, Tim?
1: Well, I guess, you know, when we're talking about things like blogging or or social media, okay, we obviously we know that Twitter is limited to 140 characters. Mm -hmm. I guess it's one of those things we we can, we want to be clear and concise in our messaging, right? So too much copy is just waffling on for the sake of waffling on Mm -hmm. and saying 10 words where one will do. Yes. I think your copy needs to be out about as long as it needs to be to get your message across. So if you can write your copy in two or 300 words, write 200 and 300, 300 words. One of the strategies that I'm using in my business right now is to write what we call long-form copy, which is sort of 1,700 to 2,500 words. Now, I'm doing that very specifically to A, give lots of examples, but also for depth of content when it comes to Google indexing my website. But that is probably the exception to rule. I wouldn't necessarily recommend that everyone always write 2,000 words in every single blog post or every single social media post they write up. You can probably get away with, um, you know, 300 to 500 words in most cases to get your point across, right? Actually,
0: I'd love to jump in there because I know that Google is definitely giving preference to these long form blog articles. But I want to give a shout out to Louise Bedford. She wrote a LinkedIn post and it was only one paragraph and it was punchy. I absolutely loved it where I find that so you know you do need to mix it up it's okay to do these two thousand two and a half thousand word blog posts for SEO but not every single time mix them up. And I liked the short little punchy post. It was excellent.
1: Yeah, the great thing, I guess the, one of the great things about writing long-form blog posts in t, you know, originally is that you can always come back and, and create a shorter-form version of that as well and repurpose that content, which is yes. a really good idea. But Great point. As long as it needs, to, if you find yourself as you're writing your copy, that you're just trying to hit a word target, like we all did at yeah. st- school.
0: That's right. when it's going to be super boring, right? Because we're focusing good. on the word count, not on the content that's going we're out. focusing on the
1: content, all right? Focus yeah. on delivering your message and however long that message, you know, needs to take to get the message across. So I nice. think that's the first mistake. The second mistake is no clear headline. And while we'll often, you know, create content around a key, like a headline idea, that doesn't necessarily have to be your headline, okay? Mm-hmm. I think you've got <laughs> to remember that headlines are the thing that people to get people to read your copy. Mm -hmm. It doesn't read the copy and then they read the headline.
0: Yeah. I will often write a headline or give it a loose headline, write my post, I would say 99.9% of the time I'll go back and rename the post.
1: And look, and I'll do the same. Most headlines miss sort of three fundamentals that get your brain ticking over, right? They're posed as, uh, they're not posed as questions. They're posed as statements rather than questions. They talk about solutions and not problems and they don't create any curiosity.
0: Nice.
1: Right? So if you've got those things in your headline, you'll get people to read your copy. Awesome. Probably a really good example here is, right, Sam, I know you're a very experienced podcaster, but if we were to create, here's what you know, but here are the things you need to know about podcasting, Mm -hmm.
0: it's boring. Yeah, probably not many people would click on that unless they were super desperate right now to solve that problem.
1: Now, that does tick one of them, right? It does tick curiosity, but it doesn't talk to a problem. Yes. Right? And it's a statement, not a question. Now, if we were Absolutely. to raise that and we said, here are the five secrets that are holding you back from podcasting success, even someone who creates podcasts on a regular basis might look at that and go, oh, do I know the five secrets?
0: Or, and this is on the spot, are you making one of these five mistakes that are preventing you from getting the downloads on your podcast that you'd like? I mean, that's a really long one, but you know, it's about thinking how you can say the same thing in a different way. That's right,
1: okay. So that's a mistake that people make is is not either not having a headline or not having a headline that generates enough interest to have people read your copy. That's yeah, nice.
0: Mistake.
1: Third mistake. Number three is writing all about you.
0: Oh, my goodness. Yes, yes, yes.
1: <laughs> and we most often see this in websites. Mm-hmm. Um, massive problem with websites is that no one cares that you were founded in 1997 and I did this and you did that and da-da-da-da-da, right? Um, if you start writing about yourself and I did this and then I did that and then I did something else and then I did this, right? It's like going on a date with someone who only talks about themselves.
0: Absolutely. I One of my mentors told me that we should be saying you or we double the amount of times that we're saying I or me. As a super loose guideline I find it really easy to go back and say oh few too many how do I reword that sentence
1: yeah and it, it, it is a skill to kind of transform it into a customer language and have your from a perspective of what does your customer want to know which leads me on to mistake number four mm-hmm. is that it has no clear benefit
0: nice so no clear benefit to the reader right
1: no clear benefit to the reader all right you don't want your reader to get to the of your your article, your your copy, your blog post, whatever, and go, hmm, that was a couple of minutes I won't get back.
0: <laughs> yeah, we don't want to be that person.
1: That's right. But we talked last week about the idea of, of making things informative but also entertaining. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? So your copy needs to be entertaining, it needs to be humorous, it needs to be informative.
0: And we also talked about trying to get open a conversation. We're trying to engage a conversation by writing this.
1: Yeah. If you're watching this, listen to this today and and jump onto the six o'clock news tonight, they'll do a a content, a a strategy with their content that you should think about using in your copy as well. It's this idea of an open loop Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. we, you know, and and the news do it really well because it's coming up after the break. We'll do this. Yes. yes. And so what do you do? You stick around till after the break because that's the thing you want to learn. Yes. right. So we can do the same thing with our written copy that we create open loops and we've created the first open loop with our headline. Mm-hmm. But we're also going to create loops with our open loops with our first parts of our content that gets us to read more, read to the end of the article. And that's generally where you've got your call to action. Yeah. As well. What are we one, two, three, four.
0: Five. We've got five. We're at six.
1: Number six is bad grammar.
0: Oh, now this is an interesting one actually because there's – a lot of conversation around with people saying, "Well, I should be able to write it however I want." We're entrepreneurs; we could do whatever we want. But obviously, you don't agree, Tim, in regards to grammar.
1: I don't. I don't agree it. And I think the importance of grammar, and you can still put your own language into it. Right. But I think the importance of grammar is that because text and, and copywriting is a one-dimensional communication medium, we've got to be really careful about the the meaning that comes across. From our ga- grammar, right? and i can't recall the, the specific example but it's a, like with use of commas i think oh awesome.
0: i know what you're uh, talking about i saw that post on facebook just recently
1: yeah and i can't recall it how it goes but it has a like, entirely different meaning okay i think that's we're having dad for dinner <laughs> right? we're having grandma around for dinner okay um we're having grandma comma for dinner or we're having grammar for dinner. Yeah,
0: and it's right? just one comma that changes the whole context. Comma,
1: and that's what we mean with grammar. It can convey a entirely different meaning where we use our, <laughs> you know, where we use our apostrophes, where we use our, you know, where we use our grammar. And even, you know, spelling between there and there, you know, in English, obviously there's yes. lots of different meanings. For that. But getting those things right I think also not only conveys the right meaning, but also tells your reader that you have an attention to detail consciously that reflects on your quality of service.
0: Yeah. I love that you've brought this up because we hadn't discussed this before we started this episode, but the camp, I guess that does say, you know, it's our business. We can do whatever I want. It just shows us being authentic. I have never 100% agreed with the grammar because for the same reason that you said that we're conveying maybe that we don't have an attention to detail or we don't care. I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It probably is something that goes out with a mistake every now and again, but I will try my best not to make um, have a mistake go out. Yeah. A, bit a bit of a grammar Nazi.
1: <laughs> well, I, think it's, I think it's important my wife has this remarkable ability to notice double spaces from across the room oh wow <laughs> <laughs> I think it comes from marking at, from looking at academic papers when she she first got into into the workforce but again it's that attention to detail that says yes. I've got double spaces somewhere and don't have double spaces elsewhere yeah I'm using my commas or I'm using my language incorrectly I don't have the advantage of spoken word or visuals to kind of emphasize particular things or to change the meaning based on the inflection of them you know and we've got that's why grammar does that for us in, in, our, in our copy.
0: Absolutely what's the last copywriting mistake that we don't want to make?
1: I'm going to throw on a bonus one as well but the last one <laughs> I had in this seven right, is overuse of either bland words or buzzwords.
0: Oh okay I don't like either of those
1: not not surprising. And it's a really easy trap to fall into. Right? The first mm-hmm. one, land words obviously come up from we think we need to embellish, we need to, to write more than we, we did. And I, look, I, personally, I think it comes back to, you know, how we were taught to write in primary school and high school.
0: Yep, totally. College,
1: that we were given these arbitrary, you know, you need to do a 5,000-word essay. And we found ourselves padding things out a lot. Now, as coaches and consultants, we often say in five words what we could say in one <laughs> just because, it, you know, we have this idea and this crazy notion in our heads that it makes us more valuable.
0: Yeah. Right. So we're, we're, uh-huh. we're doing it because we're trying to make ourselves feel better.
1: Yeah, right? Customer doesn't care. Get your meaning across. Use as few words as you need to, right? Don't use two words where one will do, right? And be very, very careful about using buzzwords. Okay? Mm. Now, buzzwords mean a lot to you, but they don't necessarily mean a huge amount to your customer.
0: And buzzwords are something that we can get very caught in if we're in a, an inner circle of people that are all in that industry. It can We can easily get caught up into using those words all the time. So it really is worth paying attention to.
1: Yep, yeah, absolutely. And, and acronyms as well, I think, is, is another one that falls into the buzzwords. don't know what your, your acronyms are, you're in real trouble if, if your audience doesn't understand those, right? And, again, we're, we're trying to communicate an idea, a thought, you know, to move someone towards the call to action we mentioned earlier. And if you can't get them to do so because they don't understand what you're saying, yes. your copy is not going to work.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: You'll wonder why that you're proving, producing all this stuff and it's not leading to the outcome you want to create, which is more better customer.
0: And you've got a bonus.
1: I have a bonus. Bonus number eight. right? And this is one I haven't shared before. And the bonus number eight is spacing.
0: Ah, so you just thought about this.
1: Is white space.
0: Tell us more about white space.
1: You'll often find you do this uh, and, and think about your own behaviour. If you find it very difficult to read, and because most copy these days is consumed on, a, on an electronic device, mm-hmm. use of spacing is really important. And I think particularly in online copy, we think we need to write three or four sentences per paragraph. Mm-hmm. It's totally okay to write a one sentence and one line paragraph because it's much easier to read. <sighs> I
0: definitely do that and it's and this is so weird because every time I do it I'm like is someone ever gonna pick up that that's not meant to be a new paragraph because this is how I write my emails but it's so much easier to read especially on a smartphone
1: yeah okay and again this is the thing that people don't realize when we start writing in the same way that you know when I wrote my copy for my course I wrote it to, to read, not necessarily to read on screen, to sort of verbalise. And if you can break it down, even when you're looking at your copy, if you find yourself going to certainly a fourth sentence in a single paragraph, yep. I would break that into potentially two or three different paragraphs. Yes. Think about one sentence paragraphs, particularly if you expect your copy to be read online, at the most... Two, I almost never think about doing three-sentence paragraphs in online Mm. copy without breaking into a new paragraph. Yeah, awesome. This is is not the way we were taught to write in high school, right, but it is what we want to do when we're we're writing for online. It's much Mm -hmm. easier. Now, most people don't realise this, but you look at newspaper print, newspaper print is never more than 70 characters wide, right, because it's much easier to read 70 characters wide. Right. And even think about that in your copy. If you've got – and and look at the things you do, again, if you've got really long lines of copy and you print it out, it's easier to read if you print it out. But you don't want people to go, oh, shit, I need to print that out to go and be able to read it. You need to be able to make it easily consumable. So lots of white space, short sentences. And there are really cool tools out there, things like um, Hemingway Editor that will actually go – no, your language is too complex – Your sentences are too long, Break them down into much smaller things and, and, you know, paragraph, return, paragraph, return, paragraph, return. Because
0: we're trying to write our copies so that a 12-year-old can understand it. If a 12-year-old can't understand what we're trying to get across, then our copy is too complex. We're not writing a a brief for a you know, some degree where we're writing copy that that we want people to understand and engage with.
1: Yeah, I think once you see those things, you'll start to look at other people's copy as well and go, ah, that's why that's easier to read. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Try it yourself, make a really long paragraph, you know, lots of sentences. And then break it up, and then you know stick it on your device, and, and see how, how different how the difference is. Great. So there are, there are eight, right? Too much copy, no headline or no so catching headline, um, making it all about you, no clear benefit to actually reading it, bad grammar, no call to action, overuse of buzzwords, or. You know, just filler words, bland words, and spacing. So eight copywriting mistakes that, if you're not doing right, you're going to put your readers to sleep, and you're going to wonder why it's not working for you.
0: Beautiful. And do you have a resource for us today, Tim?
1: I do actually. I've gone and scoured the web for a whole bunch of really cool copywriting tools.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. What sort of things can they help us with?
1: Uh, so things they're going to help with actually writing, and and I think if you're you know writing, absolutely stick them into these tools to see whether they're working for you, but also give you ideas on what to write and what what sort of things to put together. So grab that. You can grab that at 11 copy tools. So winmoreclients.com.au 11 forward slash 11 copy tools.
0: Love it. We'll put that in the show notes. Cool. Parting thoughts. I'm going to wrap this one up, Tim. Okay. I think the big overarching message from everything is to keep it simple. It didn't matter what it was. It's all about keeping it simple and keeping everything customer or client focused. So what do we want our clients to get from this? So we're writing to them and we're we're writing in a simple way so that they can consume our content and really read to the end. We want them to read to the end. We take all our time writing this great copy. We want them to read the whole lot.
1: Yeah, I think, if you know, that's right. If you don't create interesting and engaging copy that people actually want to read, what's the point of doing it in the first place?
0: Yeah, there was a blog post that I started to read today. and I'm a big reader. I mostly read to the end of most blog posts, but I read two paragraphs in and then I did the,
1: <laughs> okay
0: it's still going <laughs> click off <laughs> didn't catch me
1: <laughs> Well, that happens so often doesn't it
0: Uh, not too often in my world there's some pretty cool people in my world anyway what's coming up next week
1: next week let me have a look next week we've got an interesting episode on
0: how to build a standout brand
1: standout brand now what does that mean exactly
0: that standout brand everyone wants to stand out who wants to be you know considered with all of the other people all of the other competitors who you know it's about standing out so that we're seen so that our message is heard and most importantly so our message is message is heard by the right people so we can attract clients
1: There we go. That's going to be an interesting episode, I reckon.
0: Awesome. Well, we hope so. We certainly hope so.
1: You've got another one, of course, next Monday coming out as well.
0: I do. Um, And you've caught me out too. (laughs) 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 I'm going to start writing those ones down. (laughs) Stop stop doing that to me. All right. So if you've enjoyed this episode on YouTube, hit the subscribe button so that you are notified when our episodes come out twice a week, every Monday and every Thursday. And as always, if you enjoyed this episode and got value from it, hit the share button, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you're seeing it, LinkedIn, and uh, share it with your peeps. We would appreciate it, wouldn't we, Tim?
1: Absolutely, we certainly would. I'm going to leave you one quote for your copywriting. This one's probably a little bastardization of Ralph Forbo Emerson, to be honest, but it's mine. It's something I've told my son uh, since he was born is that everything is hard until it is easy.
0: Very, very wise moment there, Tim Hyde. Thanks for sharing that. (laughs) Great way to wrap up today's episode. Thanks for joining me here in the Business Lab, Tim. As always, every Thursday, and thank you for listening or watching. Ciao for now. Do you want to grow and scale your business so you can make an even bigger impact? One of the reasons I've been able to achieve the success I have over the years can be attributed to one simple factor, surrounding myself with like-minded people, people who think big like me, who have a desire for growth, and who understand the challenges we face when growing and scaling a business. That's why I've created a free community, especially for thought leaders and experts just like you, and I'd love you to join us. Just request access to my free Facebook group at Thought Leaders Inner Circle. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love you to share this on your favourite social account. Just head to SamanthaRiley.global forward slash podcast, click on your favourite episode, and you'll see the buttons right there to share the love. And as this show is new, I would love, love, love you to leave a five star rating and a review on iTunes. See you next time in the Thought Leaders Business Lab.